Welcome to the Brazilian Beat, where we are getting to know the Brazilian percussion and music-making community one interview at a time. Diana is not here tonight. This is just me, Courtney. Diana is at a Marca 2 PDX leadership team meeting, off making very important Marica 2 decisions at an undisclosed location. Today we're bringing you our chat with our friend... Um, he's also a Brazilian Beat listener, and he's a contender for number one fan, but he is also the Brazilian Beat's first reporter live on the scene, Jeremy Parker. Jeremy is right now in Rio de Janeiro, and we got a chance to talk to him, see what he's uh, doing, see what he's seeing, see who he's playing with in the whole build-up to Carnival. It was a really fun conversation. Also, he is super awesome. He took a small recorder and went out and talked to Macapá, the the gentleman who makes Macapart or well Macapachi straps. If you're me, I don't know anything about Portuguese <laughs> or know very little about Portuguese. You say Macapart, Macapart, Macapachi, I think Macapachi, I believe, is the way to say it. However, it is supposed to be pronounced. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. These are the straps that are super nice. They come in really beautiful colors, but they're also heavy duty. They also sometimes, if you get the really nice ones, they have padding with the silky back. And they just sort of like fit comfortably over your clothes. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. They've got the tiny little Brazilian flag on there. Well, anyway, Jeremy went out and um, interviewed the guy that makes those. Jeremy Parker is a full-time dad and registered nurse. He has a part-time raging music addiction. He fell in love with his Brazilian wife and visited her homeland for the first time in 2004. He quickly gravitated toward capoeira and found a new love in playing the instruments and Afro-Brazilian rhythms that he learned in the streets of Rio de Janeiro. He has been singing and playing music ever since, including blues, rock, funk, but he has a primary focus on Brazilian music styles like samba, pagoji, choro, and maracatu. He's been a member of maracatu Pacifico for three years, and that group is uh, the San Francisco Bay Area's only performing maracatu group. He is currently studying and playing with one of Rio's finest maracatu groups, Tambores de Olocun. I really hope I said that right. <laughs> Diana is usually one that can handle all the <laughs> Portuguese words. Um, if you want to know more about Maracatu Pacifico um, from California, you can listen to our interview with Eric Hoffman. That was a that was a good one. We learned a lot from him about running a group in the United States. Um, a little bit more about Jeremy. I met him my first year at California Brazil camp. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know much at all about uh, Brazilian music, but I was I was really wanting to learn. But um, one of the first nights of camp, I was walking around and. We ended up striking up a conversation, and he's just such a genuine, nice, friendly person. He gave me my first agbe lesson and showed me how to play. He's just a really great person and just a really solid guy. I really hope you guys enjoy this interview, and thank you for listening. Diana, how's it going? I'm doing okay. How are you, Courtney? I'm doing pretty good. You know, you know what this week, what ha- what's happening this week? I do know what's happening this week. What's that? Carnival! Yay! <laughs> and we have a remote <laughs> correspondent. Our man in the field, Jeremy Parker. Possibly our number one fan. Woohoo! I'm absolutely <laughs> your number one fan. And I'm extremely excited because how often does the number one fan actually make it on the show? <laughs> this is the first time. Exactly. So, so yeah. We're, we're very happy to uh, have Jeremy on the line. He's in Rio right now, and uh, he's been there for, what, a month or so already or more? Um, two and a half months. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh, yeah. It's been great. It's been amazing. So he's been soaking it in, and he's going to be telling us a little bit about his experiences in Rio and what he's been doing on the drumming scene. 
Yeah. So uh, what I uh, what my family came here for was uh, we had a baby uh, about six months ago, and uh, we were bringing her here to meet the family. So that was the main the main goal of the trip, and, and that that part has been awesome. But my secondary goal, uh, my goal for me, was uh, to play with tambores Uh I saw a video of them. I, I was researching. You know, I, we planned this trip to be around Carnival, and I was researching who in Rio I wanted to play with. And I, I play in Maracatu Pacifico, which is uh, the group from Oakland. I'm sure anybody who's listened to this podcast probably has heard of them so far uh, with uh, the interviews with Eric. What uh, episode was that? Episode 13, maybe? Yeah. Fairly yeah. recently, yeah. Yeah, it was a good interview. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, well, I enjoy all your interviews. I'm your number one fan. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need to get up to speed. I haven't heard the one with uh, Marcus yet. And that's got to be a fun one. I, I have fun. I learn a lot, too. So it, it's all good. Sweet. Good. So, yeah, I was uh, sitting back in Oakland. Not Oakland. I live uh, very close to Oakland. But um, I was sitting there researching who I wanted to play with while I was out here. And I... Uh, I was looking at videos from different groups. Uh, there's kind of three main groups that I know of. I think there's a, a Ganize, who is the, the leader of Tambores Yolokung, says that there's about 15 groups. In, in Rio. Rio. In Rio, yeah. Um, but there's three kind of major groups, and that would be uh, Tambores Yolokung, uh, Rio Maracatu, and uh, Maracutaya. Which is uh, a band I haven't I haven't really uh, oh no I did see them a couple of years ago and it was really fun and it was uh, downtown and and we had a really good time watching that um, got a little crowded had to kind of had to kind of get out of there because it was getting a little too tight with the kid um, but uh, it was really fun right? we we had a good time um, so I was kind of in between uh, Rio Maracatu uh, and Tambores Yolokum. Uh, Rio Maracatu is this year is their 20th year so they're well established they've been playing for a long time and I was really thinking about them and then I saw a video of Tambores Yolokun playing outside of a church and it just blew my mind I mean it was just something that they had just I, I didn't know what it was but I wanted a piece of it so uh, yeah I, my main goal was to come out here and play uh, with them and Let's see. I have a question I about that. Yeah, go for it. Can I ask you a question? So, um, are the, you know, the Marca 2 groups up in Hisifi are, you know, nations and have big, it looks like, you know, they have the Kalonga dolls and they have mm-hmm. like the whole, you know, really long history. Is that the same there? Do they? No. And yes, I know in that um, it's a fairly new group. Uh, I wish I had the numbers, but I think the group is 10 years old. But they've been parading for five years. Mm-hmm. I think that I mean he started with just one one student and built it up from there. So, yeah. um, so I think it took him several years, quite a few years, five years, I guess, to uh, to really get enough students and get it strong enough to where you know you want to be uh, coming out on the streets. That's that's the impression that I get from what I understand. I, I my Portuguese is okay, but it's not perfect, so I pick up pieces here and there. So, um, let's see what else. So and, yeah, I saw the. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I just wanted to know. So, before you headed to Rio, did you kind of investigate and see if they were taking in people to to parade with them? Did you message them, or did you just get to Rio and go to a rehearsal and say, hey? <laughs> Can I join in? Yeah. That, well, this is where that uh, wonderful visit uh, by Pitoko came in handy. Ah. I, had to kind of, I, I name dropped it a little bit. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I had a video of us. He did a live. Well, that was that was an interesting experience. So we did a, um, I, I did a, a, a Vida Sound class with uh, Pitoko and Eric. And uh, he taught me some stuff. And then he said, all right, you ready to go live? And he put on Facebook Live. This was kind of like right when Facebook Live was getting going. I remember <laughs> he's that. Like, yeah. He's like, here we go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm playing in front of all of the CP right now. 
So I did. It was good. It was a little nerve wracking, but it came out good, and I was I was excited about that. But so I had the video, and uh, I I sent that to Ganize, and uh, he said, "Yeah, Patoko's my buddy, man. That's my that's my bro." And uh, and and he said, "Yeah, come on, come on out and uh, learn learn our stuff," and which which didn't necessarily mean I was going to play in Carnival, but uh, right. Uh, you know, he gave me an invitation to come out there and check it out. So, yeah, I was stoked. I, I grabbed my Alfaya and then uh, Eric lent me an Alfaya bag. And I grabbed a Kaisha and, yeah, uh, off off I went. And uh, I, when I got here, I did a couple classes and it was so awesome. But it was like right around Christmas time and they took, uh, there was kind of like a two-week Almost a two-week break because uh, uh, Garnizé went went out to uh, Hisifi. Um So uh, there was a, there was like a two-week break where I couldn't play anything, and I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta learn this stuff. What am I gonna do? I gotta I gotta, I gotta like learn music so I can bring it back for my group. I hope I have enough time and all that kind of stuff." So, um, but then uh, when he came back, it was full speed ahead, man, getting ready for carnival and all that. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, so how often would you rehearse? A lot. Uh, there was a <laughs> lot of opportunities anyway. Um, we rehearse at Maracatu Brazil, uh, which is in Laranjeiras. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. You, you, I mean, you, you take classes through the, the school, so you sign up for how many days you're going to do. But um, they have... Uh, two main classes on Tuesday, Thursday, and then they have a beginner class on Friday, which uh, kind of ended up just being a regular class because they played fast, they played hard, and, you know, I mean, it was kind of like a sink or swim kind of class. Um, so I don't know if it's always like that or it was like that just because they were getting ready for carnival. Mm, but, um, yeah. Uh, and then we had ensayos every weekend for like six weeks. So, uh, and those were like, three four hours um so yeah we played a lot yeah that's a lot um i didn't end up going to a lot of the friday classes just because uh you know i had to find time to spend with the kids and all that kind of stuff and it's it was a it's kind of a long trek to get from where i'm at over to laranjeras so where are you staying jeremy what part of town um i'm staying between gavia and leblon kind of uh bouncing back and forth between those two places uh um, so yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's right down near the beaches and all that kind of stuff. So we get to take the kids to the beach and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's nice. Nice. But it's a little bit of a, a trek. I mean, you know, you got to travel at rush hour. So it's about, um, it usually took me about an hour and 10 hour and 15 hour and 10 minutes to get there. And it was a lot quicker to get back at like 11 at night. Are you lugging around your Alfaya? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And all that playing, like, wow. Yeah, I, I was really shocked at how much discomfort I ended up no. with uh, between, you know, the three to four practices a week uh, and travel time with the Alfaya. Uh, I started developing some pretty serious pain in my uh, right shoulder, which is the side that I put the – I play left-handed, so I, I put the uh, drum to the right. It, it got bad enough that I, I couldn't, it would hurt to inhale for like a week and a oh half. Goodness. Yeah. It, to, every time I sneezed or breathed deeply or coughed or anything like that, it was pretty, pretty uncomfortable for about a, a week and a half up, leading up to carnival. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. I was really surprised that just, you know, lugging around the drum did that. So I started lugging it on the opposite side and playing it on the right side when, uh, when it was time to play. But yeah, that was kind of interesting. Wow. It was worth it. It was amazing. Oh, wow. Um, that video that you sent me a minute ago, what was what exactly was that? Was that from... That, that was Carnival. That, that was our Carnival Parade. Um, cool. Yeah. Which was really... Wow, man. It was mind-blowing. I actually ended, ended up... Uh, I only played half of the parade because I was making some recordings, some field recordings. And I thought that we were going to be staying put. I had asked somebody specifically if we were going to be staying put the whole time. They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we played the first half, and I played. Uh, I got to play a five for that. And then uh, 
it was parade time apparently <laughs> like i had to pick up the recorder and, and luckily somebody had lent me a tripod and i just carried the tripod and paraded with the with the group uh and it was awesome man like i i i was kind of bummed at first that i wasn't playing the whole the whole parade but it was great i didn't have to think i didn't have to like think about the words that i barely knew in portuguese you know and i just danced and sang and and just marched along with them and it was really really good and i got awesome. some really good recordings for the band and it was it was fun and then we ended up stopping at the end and i got to play a little bit more too but yeah it was it was beautiful i mean they have another reason i chose this group is that they have like a hundred dancers or something like that i mean wow. it's impressive their dancers are awesome yeah and, i saw uh, another video you posted and it looked really great yeah yeah so they have like uh he he wanted 70 drummers he has plenty more than that between all those classes mm -hmm. um this band is really like bursting at the seams like with the the practices and stuff and i think that's because um i mean people in rio don't know about maracatu i mean if you ask the the, the average uh carioca if if they know if they know what Maracatu is, they're gonna say no. I mean, something about the Northeast. I don't. I don't really know. Mm. And so it's a totally new sound here. You know, it's a it's a different bloco. It's a it's because you know people people here you know they still love samba, but they they hear samba every year. You know, so um, so hearing that new sound that they've never heard before, um, it's it's drawing a crowd. It's drawing attention and. Uh, they're getting a lot of people that are interested and want to play. So the, the the parade that you did, was that through a specific route that's laid out? Or do you guys just go out? So, yeah, is it set up like the blocos? Like some of the blocos, like their main performance, you know, like the, they do it on this particular venue. Is that yeah. what that was that you did? Yeah, except that we had done all our ensayos at the same place, so... Uh, except oh, one, okay. we did one at that same church that I saw that video in, which was really cool to play at that church where I saw that video and got really inspired by the oh, group. Right. So that was, that was cool. really cool. Yeah. Um, but all our is, other ensayos. Go ahead. Is that that r video that gets kind of crazy at the end <laughs> and psychedelic? Yes. Yes. That one. <laughs> and I saw that one and I was, my mind was blown. I was like, I got to check this out. These guys are amazing. Yeah, I remember yeah, when I'm we glad that you know them. Posting that. Yeah, yeah. Weren't they singing yeah, um, like Clarea or something? I think so. I, I, I don't really remember the song, yeah, but they, whatever, whatever they were doing, they were doing it good. <laughs> yeah, Courtney, you'll have so, to see it because it gets really psychedelic at the end. It's kind of Yeah, funny. yeah. They, awesome. they do some yeah. weird thing with the, the camera and it kind of yeah. sort of inverts through the middle and <laughs> and and the, the sound gets really trippy and then it comes back to the Baki and it's, yeah, it's cool. Awesome. Send us the link and we will uh, we'll put it in the show notes so people can look at it. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to find it. <laughs> yeah, so Tambores uh, Yolukun, I mean, uh, it's a lot faster, I think, than um, what most American players are used to. Um, you know, when you see Estrella doing their thing, going a million miles an hour, breakneck speed, and doing it really nice, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's, kind of, uh, that's kind of what... Uh, they're they're going for it. I mean, Ganizé likes to start off the songs pretty fast, so um, it, it gets rocking. Are they affiliated with anybody in Hisifi? I mean, I know. I know he played with uh, Luanda, which is a, mm -hmm. a Nassau out there, mm -hmm. and I think they were like a splinter group from Elefanchi, mm -hmm. which is like an older uh, Nassau out there. And I would say that Tambores Yolukun is very connected to uh, Candomblé. Uh, the, that aspect is much more upfront than it is in the United States. I mean, most people in the United States, when they start learning about Odishas, when they, when they start playing Maracatu, you know, so it's like kind of a foreign concept. But I would say that that's, uh, they're more connected in that uh, Ganizé is very into Candomblé. Mm -hmm. um, and... Def certainly not all all of the players are into candomblé. Um, there's definitely all different kinds of religions. It's, it's it's a really pretty varied group, you know, as far as uh, 
you know, income, uh, skin color, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it's got a lot of different, a lot of different kinds of people. And, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, they're like, they're like the groups back home, you know, and it, it's, there's a lot of similarities. And then it's just like a bunch of people that just love to drum, man. I mean, just love to get together and put a lot of work and a lot of heart into it and make it sound good. You know, that's, that's what they're about. Have you learned anything from the rehearsals there by going to their rehearsals and classes that um, you are going to take back to the States? Like any tips? Yes. Uh, well, uh, tips or differences like that? I, saw? I don't know. Differences? Uh, or are there things you think they do really well that we could learn from? Um. Well, they have a ton of songs. They have well over four hours worth of material. Holy cow. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> Gandhi is like a like what do you call it? Not a thesaurus. What's what's the right word? <laughs> uh, uh, Encyclopedia. He's, he's got yeah, encyclopedic knowledge mm. of uh, Monica Tuz because he's been playing it his whole life. You know, I mean, he's been playing it since he was a kid. Um, so you know, he's lived inside the lived inside the Baki. So he has like a ton of. Um, a ton of songs, except that a lot of the songs, when when he tries to recall them, they tend to blend the melodies and you know the words and all that kind of stuff. So he he has a pretty funny trick that he does, like when he can't remember the words, like he'll say he, he'll say it like he's teaching it to you right now, like he'll be like na 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 na, and then and then he'll say, "Can we do it? Podemos? Can we do it right now?" <laughs> and then he'll wait for somebody to tell him the uh, the lyrics. It's pretty funny. <laughs> like it's a really sneaky way to say I don't remember the lyrics. Somebody tell them to me right now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, to, oh, one similarity about them is that they're not from Recife. They're they're Brazilian, but they're they're from Rio. You know, so um, they're learning about the groups uh, in Recife, just like. We are, you know, just like we are in the States. Um, but the fact, the proximity to Hasifi is uh, so much closer that, uh, you know, they kind of have a huge advantage right. and, they're, they're, and their leader, you know, grew up there. So, um, but I saw uh, that, yeah. I saw, oh, sorry. I saw that a bunch of them went down there. Or to Hasifi? There. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're bringing, you know, that, that, wonderful piece of Hasifi to Rio and yeah I think Rio appreciates it um they got a nice crowds and and they have fans I mean like for American community drummers you know from the United States like having fan like you can have fans and stuff but they're not going to know the words and stuff like they have fans I mean when I look to the right and to the left I see people singing the words oh, you know wow. what I mean like so yeah they they know the songs and stuff like that so that that's that's really cool. And uh, all the ensayos were just like huge parties, you know. I mean, they have the, the guys selling selling beers and selling drinks. Uh, they already know what's going to happen, so they're there before we are. And, you know, that helps too. And, you know, I, 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 That's what we need is, here is beer vendors. Right, at exactly, <laughs> exactly. It makes things so much easier to have like a fun rehearsal and you know, the fact that people can, can like, drink alcohol outside and stuff like that, um, you can't really do that, uh, you know, in the States. Um, so that, that makes, you know, that makes getting a crowd going much, much easier. Exactly. Yeah. And it's been great playing in a country that loves loud, 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 loud music, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, you know the, the difficulties in where can we play, you know, without getting the cops called and all that right. kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, I mean, and, you know, in Rio, if a band strikes up, you know, people just start coming towards it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's been, that part's been, been a nice change, nice change of pace. Yeah, wow. So now, um, once Carnival is over, are you going to continue taking classes? So, uh we're taking a break this week. Thankfully I'm kind of healing up a little bit. And, um, uh, we have another performance on, I want to say the fourth or the fifth, which is called his carnival, which means right. carnival hangover. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, so we got another we got another gig coming up. It should be nice and just relaxing, and everybody's just gonna chill and play play their hearts out. Has your family been able to see you play? Uh, one time they came to an Ontario for a little while, but it's really hot, and um, you know, wife wifey Vivian carrying around um, uh, the baby and having the toddler at the same time. It's yeah. it's challenging. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Yeah, and traveling uh, with two kids, you know, from point a to point b it's just it's a challenge so yeah they got to see me uh one time so i mean they see me drumming all the time so it, it's not like uh it, it was i mean i wanted them to see it and everything but um it's not like a tragedy that they they couldn't come more because they see me drumming at home all the time sure so uh, yeah lana's definitely got, knows the difference between samba and maracatu and all that kind of stuff so. <laughs> yeah it's fun you're raising her right. Yeah, she'll yeah. yeah she'll hear she'll hear the samba band like from across the bridge at camp and be like samba. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, um, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I went to a show last night, uh, and I have a kind of funny story about how that I ended up there. Um, so me and the fam were walking down in Leblon, uh, which is near the beach. Uh, it's right next to Ipanema. And uh, somebody tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and uh, it was Maya. Uh, what is her last name? Solovey. Do you guys? Oh, Maya. Victor's Maya. Victor's Maya. Exactly. Vito. And, uh, huh? Vito. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So she tapped me on the shoulder. And I said, "Hey, what's going on?" And I don't know Vito or that well, but I do know her because she's Lana's like main dance partner at camp <laughs> for the last couple of years. I she, didn't know that. Yeah, they spend a bunch of time dancing together. Oh, yeah, I got a bunch cute. of videos of them dancing, and I was so stoked. I know my face lit up when, when I recognized her because, uh, yeah, I was just happy to see her. Um, so, yeah, you know, I give her a hug, hug and a kiss, and then uh, she called uh, v- Vitor's mom over, and Vitor's mom came over, and uh, I was talking, you know, they were she, she was talking to the kids and all that, and... Um, and then I said, your son's a great musician. And she just beamed with pride. You know, Aww. she was so stoked. And um, she, she started talking about how uh, Downbeat Magazine uh, um, reviewed his last CD uh, with a four star. And it, it, it just to her, which is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, Downbeat's a serious magazine. And, right. uh, um, and she was just so proud. And it was really, really funny. So um, she told me that he was playing the next day. Uh, uh, Teatro Ipanema. Uh, so I was like, cool, you know. But uh, the next day was kind of a tough day. Uh, Lana was getting a little bit sick. And uh, so it, it was just a long day. And I, I, t- I didn't know them know that she was sick at the time. But uh, we I took her to swim lessons and all that. And I got back to the house and it was getting kind of late. Uh, the, the show, had, uh, according to the... the, the uh, the website the show had already started and uh i, w- I realized that i didn't have any pants i and i was like <laughs> I, I it dawned on me that i haven't worn pants in like two months because <laughs> i just you know you don't need them it's so hot so i called my wife and i was like should i go i don't know i don't have any pants she's like babe this is real you're gonna be fine and i'm like yeah you're, you're right so i went to the back room and uh there was a lizard crawling on the ceiling and I was, I was already late, and I was like, well, I can't leave this lizard here because Viv's going to freak out. So uh, I, I tried to knock the lizard off off the roof, and it ended up scattering off into into the, the side of the room, and I couldn't find it. Uh, and Viv doesn't know about that, but there's a lizard crawling around our, our apartment right now. But she wouldn't be able to sleep if I told her, so I didn't tell her. She's probably going to hear this and get pissed at me later. Um, so I... I, it's getting late, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go. So I went and uh, I jumped on the metro, went over to Teatro Ipanema and, uh, you know, sat down and just got blown away by uh, Vitor. You know, he's just an amazing musician. He's uh, He's got a very nice light touch on the piano. And, um, you know, uh, it was a double CD release. Uh, it was his CD for his group, uh, the Vitor Gonzalez Quartet. Mm-hmm. And then there was another lady that was a, she's a clarinetist that was uh, releasing her album. 
So uh, they played her songs first, and it was really cool to see him play as a, um, as an accompanist. Uh, he has he has just such a nice light touch, and he really knows how to make the soloist sound good. And anybody that's been to camp kind of already has that idea about him. Uh, so it was cool to see him as an accompanist playing so beautifully, and then also like really turn on. Uh, Turned on the heat when it, it was uh, it, it, when they switched over to his music. Um, so yeah, it was really great. It was it was a great show. And then uh, he was he was he he stepped up to the mic and he said, "Okay, this is going to be the Saidera, and the Saidera is uh, the last. It's it's usually the last drink before everybody goes home. But uh, in this case, it was uh, he was talking about music, and uh, he said, "Okay, yeah, this is the Saidera, and." Um, he started talking about how he met Mr. Spock, who was from uh, who was from Hisifi, right? He's the big head honcho up there with the whole Frevo scene, and uh, he started talking about how amazing it was to meet him. And they met at this place in California, and oh. uh, <laughs> and it was and he was just talking about how he got to play on Spock's out uh, some some type of project that Spock did, and. Um, he was just saying how much, how how great this little town called Casadero was, and I just like it was a totally silent audience, but I just started clapping and, and whistling and stuff just because I was so stoked. And <laughs> and he said he said, wait a minute, is there somebody out there from Casadero? <laughs> and I I said, dang city, <laughs> and and uh, the crowd laughed and it, it was funny. But uh, he went on to uh, to just say how great. Brazil camp was and uh, how much how inspiring the redwoods are and how inspiring all the musicians there are and um, you know it it inspired a great uh, and uh, so he wrote a song called uh, Chicazadero ao Recife and it's a beautiful frevo jazz uh, jazz song and it just blew me away I actually I got a little bit emotional I got a little bit misty because you know uh, our small little Brazil camp family like is bringing together these amazing musicians and inspiring art that's getting played out in Rio. Um, I got I got a little misty eyed. It was it was a really amazing experience. I would wow. be crying and, right there with you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, right. And I I didn't have my phone. I didn't bring my phone. I was like I should be recording this and. and uh, yeah, but uh, it was a really, really cool uh, experience how it all played out. And that, and, that, and you had asked me to, to if we wanted to do an interview like uh, the day before. And I was like, wow, that's pretty serendipitous. I, I, I guess we better do it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's quite a, a coincidence that you ran into to Maya. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I, I asked. Uh, Ganize about um, Tambores Yolokun if he wanted me to say anything about it uh, and he says uh, sorry I'm translating um, he wanted to say that uh, Tambores Yolokun is uh, uh, a research of 20 years of Candomblé and Maracatu uh, that he's been conducting and uh, it's made purely of love and respect to the traditions and nations of uh Pernambuco, and uh, he he respects those uh, those nações that have these all the the great loas and music that they they do, and um, he does his own arrangements to a lot of the stuff that they've already done. And that uh, the idea, his idea for the group is just to disseminate uh, Afro. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you got to kind of translate backwards, but. Uh, Afro-Pernambacano uh, culture to the world. So I think it's pretty cool that we get to pretty much do that right now. You know, we're disseminating that uh, information to the world. So, yeah. Shout awesome. out to Tamboris Giolokum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of people might not know that he's like, he was like a famous rapper or in a famous rap group, right? I did not know that. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research. He was in, uh, which is it was. It's funny uh, because they were they actually came here to Portland one year. Um, Fases do suburbio, um, which I can't pronounce. Huh. 
yes. So he was part of that group way back when. Um, and then you also mentioned that he's part of a group, um, like an Afrobeat group or something like that. Yeah. More of a- Ooh, it's hot. Yeah. Oh, bio, uh, bio me, uh, Afrobeat orchestra. Yeah, it's great. He, he hooked me up with a CD and uh, it, it blew me away. I was really, really stoked on it. I mean, um, you know, I mean, if you like Fela Kuti, you're going to like this. <laughs> it's really good. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, punchy, punchy horn lines, great percussion, uh, funky, funky little guitar rhythms and stuff like that. It, it was hot. I, I had a good time listening to it. So we'll post a link um, to that group as well. Yeah. Let's see what what else is. Oh, uh, Eric asked me for uh, straps. Uh, for for the, we got. I guess we got ten more drummers since I left, which is oh wow, that's news. awesome. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, that's awesome, right? Um, but he said we're, we're running kind of low on straps. You can see if you can get some, you know, macapot. Macapot, yeah, yeah. The the kind of famous uh, famous straps from out here, the really high quality ones. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll look around, and and the next day I I, I was up in the practice room doing my thing and I came downstairs and Gandhi Zay was sitting at a table and he said, Hey, come over here and, uh, uh, sit down for a minute. And I came over there and, uh, he's like, Hey, you got a, you got a maca pie. She's strapped there. This is, this is maca pie. He's the guy that makes them. <laughs> so I met, I met the, the guy that makes maca pie straps the, the day after, uh, Eric had asked for him. That's hilarious. So, yeah. It's been kind of funny. Yeah. He's a friend of Dudu's too. I think to do yeah, that I'm in, sure his, he is. Yeah. in his interview, they go back quite a ways. Um, Jeremy, I was going to ask you, um, what about Samba? Have you checked out any Samba while you're there? I know we're talking about Monica too, but yeah, I've been so busy with, um, with Monica too and kids and all that, uh, that I haven't actually seen too much Samba, but I was walking down, uh, by the lake and, uh, there was a little Samba band that was, uh, they were on a break. They, they'd already already played, I guess. And I asked the guy, and he said, "Yeah, we're just on a break. We're gonna start up again." And it was right next to a park, so we so we were hanging out there, and uh, they cranked up they cranked up some music. And I was just walking by. I walked back over there to listen, and the guy just nodded at a, a, a what was it, a shakalu. Mm-hmm. And he said, he just nodded at it. And I was like, sure. So I picked it up and I got to play some samba. So I was just complaining that I was like, man, I haven't seen, I haven't heard, I haven't done any, where's the samba? I mean, I hadn't been out looking for it because I was so busy. But um, yeah, I got to play with samba for like an hour and a half, which was great. It was unexpected. That's awesome. And it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, these little playing opportunities kind of present themselves out in Rio because there's just music everywhere. So yeah, that was fun. You posted on Facebook oh, a couple, a few weeks ago, uh, something your daughter had said about uh, CBC. Yeah, uh, we were. Uh, <laughs> that was we were. Um, yeah, that was adorable. We, we were. Uh, we were swinging at the swings right next to the beach, right, right next to uh, Leblon Beach, and uh, what did she say? We were. We were swinging, and she said in portuguese she said dad when are we going to back to brazil camp and i said you want to go back to brazil camp and she said yeah i said <laughs> i said lana we're in we're in brazil right now you want to go to brazil camp and she said yeah she said brazil camp's a different world <laughs> I, I just thought i i thought it was really cute so i, I posted it. i thought, I thought she's a convert funny. already yeah yeah she loves it so yeah we, they got they definitely got another customer there already she's she's already working on <laughs> she's working on my wife that's 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 my ace in the hole is to get to oh, get my yeah. wife fish my wife doesn't like camping at all <laughs> but um uh so uh, i'm 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 betting on my my kids to be like mom you gotta come you gotta come <laughs> yeah so that should be fun and you have seen pitoko what you've seen pitoko there in rio right um yeah yeah he came his uh his girlfriend is uh maria petit mm-hmm. uh she is kind of uh she's kind of uh Garnizé's second in command sort of uh um she does all the barking so that he doesn't have to kind of <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty funny uh, she he gives her a hard time about it too but it's definitely necessary you know what i mean you know, it, you know um 
when things need to be said, they need to be said. And she, she's good at that. Um, she and I have that in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he was here visiting her. And, uh, yeah, got to play with him. It was great. I, I came outside from a Rio Maragatu. Uh, I, I went to a beginner class of theirs, and I came outside, and uh, he was just sitting on the corner drinking a beer. And he said, I was, I was with my Alfaya, and he's like, Jerry. And I came over there, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's, uh, it's Patuoko, I can't believe it. <laughs> and uh, I just talked to him for a minute and uh, yeah, I had, I had to bounce out uh, a little quicker than I wanted to, unfortunately, because I had something to do. But um, yeah, I got to play with him for like two and a half weeks. Awesome. Um, uh, it's probably about two weeks. Yeah. He came to like all the rehearsals. So it was really fun playing with him. And uh, his girlfriend's a monster drummer. She's she's really good. She knows, yeah. I mean, she knows everything. She knows all the songs. She knows all the. She knows everything. <laughs> I mean, she's she's like a, she's a force herself. She's she's really good. Um. So whenever I'm confused, I, I'm always watching her, like watching her mouth to to make sure I'm getting the the songs right and stuff like that. And uh, she's really uh, good about reminding the group that it's all about the singing. You got to sing. You have to sing while you play. You know, um, it's, it's you know it's like almost more important that you sing than play because you have a lot of people that are playing. You know, so uh, it's it's hard to sing and play, but it's very very important. Right. Um, hmm. So she she reminds everybody to do that. Um, so yeah, one thing uh, one thing that's really great about uh, that I see in this band that I also see not, not just this band, but I mean, a lot of the drumming groups is women are very, can, very involved in the, in the drumming. I mean, they have great, great female drummers. Um, two of their best drummers, Maria Petit and, um, another girl named Shika. Um, I watched Shika a lot, play a lot. Uh, and I actually changed my technique based on what she was doing. Um, she kind of used those, uh, with the, the baquetas for, um, maracatu, you got a small, smaller one and a bigger one usually. Right. Um, and I, I had, I didn't really get your, your, your weaker hand is the smaller, uh, smaller baqueta. And I did, I didn't really understand that. I was like, why would you use a smaller baqueta if it's your weaker hand, you know? Um, to get, if you need that big sound, you just, if you got a big stick, you just hit it harder, you know? Um, but, uh, she uses kind of the Harry Potter looking sort of <laughs> the wand, you know, the Harry Potter wand, you know what I'm talking about? The, yeah. the, like, it's yeah. like a little bit skinnier. Yeah. And, uh, I saw the way she played and she played really great. And, uh, so I started messing around with that and <clears throat> yeah, I've converted to the Harry Potter wand, um. Uh, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. I'd say over half of Tamborishio Lukum is, uh, female. Uh, so yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a great mix of, great mix of people. And they're great. I mean, they've been very welcoming to me. Um, the first day, Gary was kind of picking on me. Like he kept calling on me to like do stuff that I'd never done before, uh, just for fun. Like, you know, Everybody sing this song. Okay, now everybody stop singing the song. Just Jeremy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to try to sing, sing in Portuguese. Like I'd sing the first couple words and then hum the rest of it. And yeah, it was like okay, Jeremy, play this this uh, this Kaisha part or whatever. And it was funny. He was just kind of messing with me, and it, it made me feel comfortable really, really quickly. Um, everybody's been really welcoming, and um, it's been a group great group to play with and one one really cool thing about that group is that he teaches he teaches music from all the different songs i mean it's like he he's teaching how the bakis from each one of those songs so you're learning so much i mean and they have great great music themselves they have some really talented songwriters uh mm -hmm. at uh i definitely want to mention alexandre gomez uh gomish um he's their main songwriter and man they're coming up with some great great music man it's, it sounds a little bit different 
than what you would normally hear, you know, from Hasifi. You know, it's got its own real stamp on it a little bit. And uh, I think that's really, really cool. Um, so he's their main songwriter. They have another songwriter named, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but uh, Dora Lisi, I think is how you say it. She wrote one of the, I don't know, it might be the best Maracatu song I've ever heard. I mean, it, from from my opinion only, you know, but uh, it, it's an amazing song. It's just, whenever I hear it, I just think fire, you know, it's like, it's amazing. So, uh, let's see, I think those are their two two main songwriters, but they have, they have a couple more that make contributions too. So, they're creating their own music, their own style, their own identity, uh, and it's been really, really fun to be a part of. So, Jeremy, are you the only foreigner, per se, in the group right now? No, no, they're very welcoming. Well, Garnizé is very welcoming to, uh, to people fr- from, from other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another, in the performing group, there's a guy, I think, from Peru. Um, there's a guy from uh, Toronto named Sterling. Um, so it's been fun to fun to talk to him. I, I at least had one person speak English too. <laughs> um, not that not that I'm sure there's other people that speak English, but you know everything is primarily in Portuguese, mm-hmm. which is kind of a challenge too. You know, it definitely pushed my Portuguese skills. Um, and, and you know, it's it. I, I learned a lot about like you know the immigrant experience a little bit. You know, because I spent a good chunk of time here, and uh, <coughs> it's hard. It's really hard to not be able to express yourself fully, you know. It's 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 yes. it's tough, and um, uh, yeah, it's hard to be it's hard to be cool when you can't speak right, you know. So and you, you know you want to you want to you want to get in there and make friends and f- figure out where you fit in and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's challenging, but it's fun. It's you learn a ton and. Um, yeah, it's been really good. It's been a beautiful experience. Uh, they've been very friendly. And, uh, God, they're just a really good band, you know? It's fun to play really strong Maraca too, you know? It's beautiful. They have... Uh, there's a technique that they have that the bell players use that I've noticed some of the Maraca use out here. There's, like, kind of a up-and-downward push because they play so fast, you know, playing... Go- Playing gongue is really hard to play fast. <coughs> it gets really tiring. So they have kind of a uh, sort of up-down whipping kind of motion hmm. uh, that allows them to play a little bit faster while still huh. keeping the swing. And um, uh, yeah, I'll send you uh, I'll send you the video that I have of that. Um, yeah. There's a nice little video that has a, a nice little example of that. Um, but yeah, and the gongues they have here, uh, I think they're new. Uh, they're made by Moreliano, mm-hmm. uh, who is kind of the famous Maragatu uh, alfaya maker. Uh, and man, I played one of them and it sounds like a freaking church bell, man. It is <laughs> loud. It, I think wow. it's stainless steel, but I'm not sure. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. And it's loud 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 it's off-putting when you first play it because <laughs> it's got so much ring to it uh when you hit it when you start hitting it it just sounds like it's ringing so much and you think man that's just too much it's not gonna it's not gonna work and then uh if you're standing five feet away from it you just hear amazingness you know hmm. and um and it cuts the mix like it really travels across the band so the whole band can hear it and everything hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's some kind of new, I don't know if I, I, if I would, I would say it's the new standard of <laughs> gongue because it's, it's pretty awesome. They're definitely heavier. It's like one solid piece. It's not like two pieces where you screw the top on, um, like some of the other gongues mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like one huge solid welded piece. It's a beast and it's got a, <laughs> it's got a ring on it. Um, I think probably so you can wear a strap because mm-hmm. it's so heavy mm-hmm. um if if you want to but yeah it, it was i i, I want to get my hands on one of those one of these days <laughs> uh, i, I want to get one for our group it sounds great yeah awesome yeah 
So how is it, um, can you feel like the anticipation of Carnival right now, Jeremy, in the city? As you're out in the Well, morning? we're kind of already done with ours, Carnival, so I'm kind of relaxing this week, sort of. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, Carnival is definitely cranking up. I mean, all the ensayos are, are finishing up. People are doing their last ensayos and all that. Um, so uh, yeah, I haven't been to that many blocos really um but uh you know the there's definitely uh when you go out on the street there's fantasias walking out down the street all over the place um so <laughs> awesome. yeah it's yeah it's, it's great i mean if you're anywhere within like a you know a seven block radius of a blocko you're gonna see like tons of fantasias walking down the street and all that kind of stuff so and you've yeah. done that before haven't you a desfile yeah uh yeah well i did with in the the, the sepukai with um portela uh you, you there's an option where you can uh pay to uh be in one of the alas and you get a fantasy and all that kind of stuff so yeah that was whew, that was amazing man that, to be in the sepukai when you turn that corner and you see the, all the people just the crowds and you know, uh, you learn, you have to learn the song before you go and everybody has to sing. So I was able to somehow get <laughs> to one of the side parts, mm -hmm. like the, the sideline the, on the very side. So I was right up next to the crowd and I was like shocked at how many people in the crowd, they all memorized the songs, you know, oh, yeah. they're like huge fans of Samba, you know. So I'm singing at the top of my lungs going crazy and they're singing right back in my face. And it was just like, <laughs> it was so cool. And it, one, one thing about the, uh, the parade is that if you're in the parade, you can't see the parade. So you, like, you can only see kind of what's in front of you and what's behind you. Um, so Portela uh, got advanced to the next round and I actually didn't go parade with them the next, uh, the next round because... I wanted to see the parade. I mean, you know, I didn't know if I was going to get to do that again. So, uh, yeah, I, I remember uh, somebody told me that the, the good place to sit is up high, you know, way up, way up in the high in the nosebleeds because you can really hear the band well up mm. there. Like, that's where you really want to sit because it just hums up there, you know. I mean, the circus mm. just, just hum. And um, so I really wanted to see all the different groups play and all that stuff. You know, I, I only got to hear our, our section when I was actually in the parade. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, there's nothing like, there's nothing like real, real carnival, man. I mean, it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle to behold. If you can make it out here one time in your life, you definitely should. <laughs> it's not easy, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge experience. Awesome. Mm, any shout outs? Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I definitely want to thank some people for, for this experience because it, I've been working towards it for quite a few years and uh, I've had a lot of people that have helped me get to this point. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank Carnizé uh, and Tamboris Geolokun for, you know, having faith in me and allowing me to wear their colors and, um, and, you know, parading their, their carnival parade. I know that, uh, there's not, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to be, <laughs> that, that want to be in that group and want to be playing in Alfaya in, in that place where I was standing. So, um, I, I'm, I feel really thankful that they had the faith in me and my skills that I got to, to participate. And, uh, it was just, and also thanks for, just being so welcoming and so so kind um uh it's it's been a beautiful thing to to watch them and watch how close they all are and uh, um you know it made me it made me miss my group too you know i mean i i i want to say thanks to my group for being such great people you know marica pacifico is a is a, you know, a huge part of the family in my life you know uh and you know if it if it was full of a bunch of jerks, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. You know I mean? I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep coming back, you know, and it's just filled with such amazing, beautiful people that I really love. So I, I want to thank them too, especially, uh, Eric Hoffman, my, my leader, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. I mean, he taught me 
everything I know about Maraca too. So Eric. Um, yeah, Eric for sure. Our Eric other Kaufman. number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> we have many number one fans. Yeah. I'm so thankful for him him being there. You know, it's a tough it's a tough job leading a group, you know, it's not just to sit standing up there throwing up your fingers and doing calls and stuff like that. It's a huge amount of work and I'm so thankful that he's there and uh he he took charge of the group uh you know he may have just died if he didn't take charge of it so i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for eric uh and then you know thanks to the maraca two pioneers like uh for for the u.s anyway uh scott scott kettner jeff dunneman uh you know the wright brothers derek and matt uh (laughs) for bringing it back to california um Thanks to uh, Pitoko and um, uh, Strela Brianci for for all the inspiration that they give to our group. And uh, above all, absolutely my greatest thank is to my wife, Vivian, uh, who I know she sacrifices a lot to allow me to be able to come and practice and play. Uh, And she, you know, when I'm at at practice she's she's with the kids and it can be really really tough um so she's i know she sacrificed a lot for me to be able to do this and i really really want to thank her um yeah she's she's my partner i love her (laughs) awesome yeah there's there's one one change in rio that i've seen that is a good thing that i hadn't seen when i first started coming here like 10 years ago this did not happen but uh obvious gay couples walking around, you know, holding hands and stuff like that, that that's very new. That was not a thing when I first started coming here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's a push in a lot of the, uh, novellas. Hmm. Um, a lot of novellas have been including like a gay character. Um, although it's usually played by a straight man, uh, just, <laughs> uh <laughs> it's a, that, that's what it seems like anyway. But, um, there's been a, uh, a big push for, you know, gay rights here. And, uh, yeah, it shows, definitely. Um, so that, that's a cool thing. Hmm. Um, oh, uh, and this year in Carnival, I noticed that uh, there was a big campaign against sexual harassment. Um, hmm. uh, I've seen that online as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a, a lady that spoke before we started our Carnival uh our cortejo um and she spoke on it and they were handing out stickers you know stickers that said just because i'm drinking doesn't mean i want to have sex with you you know or mm-hmm. just because uh i'm wearing a fantasia uh doesn't mean that you know it's an invitation or something like that you know or just because i kiss you doesn't mean uh you know you can do whatever you want so um yeah so that's good I think that's a good step in the right direction. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank so. you for coming on. Cool. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Uh, appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Telling us about what you're seeing. Yeah, I hope. I hope I. Uh, I hope I gave a, a good visual of. Uh, yeah. yeah. What it, what it's like to to play out here. Hi everybody, this is Jeremy Parker reporting from Rio de Janeiro for the Brazilian Beat. Uh, Hi Diana, hi Courtney. Uh, I'm sitting here at Maracatu Brazil in the neighborhood of Laranjeiras with Mr. Macapá. And he is the producer of the famously high high quality brand of samba straps, Macapachi. So, Macapá, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hi everybody in the United States. (laughs) Thank you for being on the Brazilian Beat. Uh, so, how's business this carnival? Yes, this carnival is very good. I, I sold a lot of straps for in this shop uh-huh. and for my friends that come from Europe, America, uh-huh. Australia, New Zealand. That uh, I have uh, many many customers yeah. and friends for this, this country. Cool. And also for the blocks and the, the, the band and the groups in, in, uh, in Rio, in Sao Paulo, Horizonte. This is a very, very good moment. Yeah. Very good moment for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, congratulations. So, how did you get involved in the strap making business? 
Yeah, I, I have my brand for around uh, 12, 13 or 15 years. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly to the time that I do it. And I, I start for that I saw that uh, the straps for the straps is very bad. Uh -huh. So uh, all, all some schools buy, buy straps every year, every year and, uh, and all is not good, good sewings, uh -huh. is not good finish and I say, okay, this is a good way to, to start a, one, one business. Excellent. So I bought uh, a, a good uh, polypropylene uh -huh. uh, straps uh -huh. and I, I saw uh, I saw comfortable material and I do my brands and I put little flag for Brazilian uh -huh. that uh, is made in Brazil uh -huh. and I start started a little bit and I create some models and I and I start to, to try because I am a percussionist so uh -huh. also so I I, I can I, I can try my straps and say okay this is good for this instrument this is good for other one this is practical this is more uh, this is more professional this is uh, good for timbal this is good and I I continue to develop develop my straps with uh, and uh, listen what the the Customer. my uh, my friends uh, say to me and I always I'm open to to come in better for my uh -huh. for my business. Sure. Well, they're great straps. I mean, I, it <laughs> seems like uh, one strap will pretty much last your entire career it's, as long as you don't lose it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my my concept is uh, is different for the, for the capitalism. Uh -huh. I I like to do one thing that uh, durability, uh -huh. resistance, and beautiful and comfortable. Yeah. So uh, this is my, my project. I, I, I like when uh, one guy arrives and says, I have your, your straps for 10 years. I would <laughs> like to buy another one. Uh -huh. It's not for you use and put out and every, every, every year you buy sure. one. No, I don't like this. Sure. I would like that the people come to use and want to another color, another things to, mm -hmm. because it's good. Right. It's durability is my way. Well, your product definitely speaks to that because it's, it's extremely durable and it has a reputation, so it's great. Yeah, I know that's uh, the best in the world. I don't like to, to see this, it's like to I'll be simple, <laughs> but it's really, yeah. it is really, yeah, is, is, really is, 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 for the samba straps, uh -huh. I, I would like to, to come for, to do for saxophone, to do sure. for, different ways yeah. but i i have to do everything alone i have two workers oh, that's okay. uh, two two old ladies uh -huh. is retired uh -huh. someone some some of them have a, a health problem uh -huh. so i have to to organize every every the, the production uh -huh. it's difficult it's very far from from my home so you the have factory, a factory? Oh, yeah okay. the factory yeah. Is, is very far from my home uh -huh. And uh, I don't I, I don't sell I, I don't sell all year. Né? So the the moment for carnaval is very good. Right. I have some uh, customers outside of Brazil that buy in other other months, but it's, uh, it's it's not so easy. It's not very it's, it's hard work. Yeah. This moment is very good, but mm -hmm. finished carnaval yeah. is not really very good. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go ahead and say congratulations. I, I'm willing to say that you have the best soundless strap in the world. So thank uh, you. Congratulations with that. And is there any place where people can go, especially in the, the, the States or London, to see your product or buy it? Yeah. In, in, I have the, the straps in my home and this shop. Ah. So I have a, a big problem because I'm very bad for technology. So <laughs> I, I don't do I, I don't did, uh, my shop... Uh, internet shop ah, okay. but uh, i i i would like to i would like uh, very much to to grow up in united states because in europe everybody have uh -huh. but united states is one very nice market that i i enter slowly but uh -huh. i would like to to put my my, my way there well you already if, have a reputation there if have someone that wants to work with me <laughs> i am very open very glad to okay. to put my straps in the uh, united states all right well you're talking to the right people to uh, okay to, to find that okay that market all right okay thank you Makapa. thank you very much and i share for everybody in the uh, united states and keep samba all right
Man, Jeremy is the freaking best. I loved his uh, interview with Makapart. That was amazing. Thank you for doing that, Jeremy. Um, if you guys would like to have your group's um, music and audio featured on the podcast, please send us your audio. We would love to feature your group. And also, you can do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. You can give a star rating, like a one through five star rating, or leave also, uh, you know, leave a review. Let us know what you think. You can email us at thebrazilianbeat at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, The Brazilian Beat. Uh, also, the same thing for Instagram, The Brazilian Beat. Diana's tweeting on Twitter at Brazilian Beat One. That's the number one. You can listen to our podcast on most podcast players, and you can stream it from our directly from our website. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>